We want mountains and valleys because the mountains are so amazing and the valleys are where we really learn. The valleys are where growth happens when we're living in a loving partnership. If you want to keep the sizzle in your sex, right? You got to keep the intimacy there. And that's going to be about being in touch with each other. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And today we're going to be talking about stoking the flames, navigating love's deeper waters. And what's significant about this is last week, we were talking about how to get things started and how exciting it is in the beginning. Well, now we're going to talk about how do you actually move or begin to move into what I like to call mature romance. And by mature, I don't mean ancient. I mean a romance where there's understanding, a romance that is more than just being in love. I like being in love, awesome feeling, but not sustainable. Studies show that it lasts for two to three years. And I just want to thank the listeners who have been here through the last couple of episodes and who have been listening to Rich in Relationship for years, actually. I get so much positive feedback, and I super, super appreciate it. So in essence, we're going to talk about the sustaining power of deeper love and basically strategies, right? Strategies for keeping it aflame. Because let's get real. When we have children and when we're moving through all the challenges of life together in a partnership, it takes strategy to get us through all that. We're not going to just like start inventing stuff. We need to have a place that we're going and an idea of how we're going to handle these situations when they come up. So let's talk about what is deeper love or this mature romance. Well, some people call it companionate love. Uh, like to me, that is so such a demeaning term. It makes it sound like, oh, well, I'm looking for a life companion. And companionship is often underrated, true, but we really want more than a companion. A companion is not the same as a partner, right? And they, no one's made a term for partnerate love. <laughs> um, but that's really what we're part, partnerate love partner at love, a loving partner, a loving partnership. Really, we're talking about a loving partnership. I'm like bumbling my way to the right term here. And there are facets of a loving partnership that involve intimacy, right? Ah, how much do we like intimacy? Emotional intimacy and physical intimacy. Like the physical intimacy is so much more intense with the emotional intimacy involved in it and surrounding it. And trust, right? You got to have trust to have that intimacy and a profound sense of togetherness, right? And togetherness, again, it's not just, oh, we're two people together. It's the person who I'm traveling through life with has strengths that I don't have that I'm learning from. And I have strengths that he or she doesn't have that they're learning from. And together, there's a synergy that happens that lights up both of our lives, our children's lives, and everyone we come into contact with. That is so much more than companionate love. Let's get real, right? That's what we're talking about here. It's what gives life sizzle, right? Being in love may have sizzle, but this is much deeper. When you have a loving partnership that has synergy, 
that's like real crack-a-lacking kind of love right there. And you get so much more than warmth and security. You get the energy that you need to move through the real challenges of life. And let's get real. Life is loaded with real challenges. There's a saying that it rains equally on the good and the bad. And basically what that saying is stuff happens to everyone, right? And you can count on stuff happening. You can count on it. You can count on there being mountains and valleys. Like in real life, we want mountains and valleys because the mountains are so amazing and the valleys are where we really learn. The valleys are where growth happens when we're living in a loving partnership. So let's talk about some of the valleys that can come up in the relationship itself. There could be dips in passion and connection. Let's be real here. You may find your sex gets a little flat, right? The bubbles come out of your seltzer. Your beer is just warm, however you want to look at it, right? And that's going to happen. And the reason it's going to happen is you're both changing and growing, but the strategy that you have for being physically intimate for sex doesn't change so much. And so, first of all, if you want to keep the sizzle in your sex, right, you got to keep the intimacy there. That's going to be about talking to each other about what's going on. That's going to be about being in touch with each other about what's going on in your lives. That's going to be about making sure that you're truly present for one another. That's also going to be about, if you're the guy in particular, touching your wife without expecting sex. That's going to be about getting that sex is way more than physicality. That's going to be about getting that sex is about the connection of two people. And it also might be about trying some new things. It might be about trying new positions. You know, part of the strategy of sex isn't just the emotional closeness. It's about what you do physically, right? It may be about talking about sex, right? A lot of the couples that I work with have trouble talking about sex. It's a very sensitive subject for them. And so talking about it in small ways on a regular basis is guaranteed to lower the discomfort over time. How can you talk about it? Well, let's make sure that you have regular communication, right? It's, it's I'm going to tell you the usual stuff. You want to be courting each other all through your partnership, right? If you stop courting each other, the romance starts to drop out. Yeah, date night, good. Time together away without the children, even better. But most important, focusing on what is it about this person that you appreciate? What were the things when you fell in love with this person, even though you're not having the in love experience, you remember who was it that you saw her or saw him as being, all right? And focus on that person, that person who you saw them as being. And don't focus on it as why aren't they like that? Because that's what'll start to kill the romance. But focus on is how can I help them to keep that vision alive in their lives, the vision of who they want to be, their best self, the best self that you fell in love with, and how can you support them in being that best self? That's your real mission, right? And real mature romance occurs, right? When we watch the movies, real mature romance occurs when we're willing to tank the relationship so that the other person can be their best self. In fact, when I work with people who are getting divorced, the basis of the divorce, the basis of a healthy divorce 
is we don't like who we are when we're together. So we're getting divorced so that we can be our best selves. That's the base of a healthy divorce, right? And I'm not saying get divorced, but I'm saying that when you keep up front, what you signed up for is to be your best self and help them to be their best self, keep the friendship alive and keep the romance alive. You want to have adventures together. You want to have new experiences together. When you travel together, you want to try traveling in different ways. If you always go to resorts, try doing it a different way. Try taking an Airbnb for a couple of weeks in a city where you want to learn a language might be an example. Or try, if you're used to flying from place to place, taking a train and enjoying the journey together. Look at different ways to keep the adventure going. What's some? What's a way you can have some small adventures, if you're not talking about vacation, small adventures in your day-to-day -day life? What are new experiences that you can have that are going to really create memories? You know, Maybe it has to do with the way you celebrate the holidays. Maybe it has to do with having people over that you're not having over. Or maybe it means spending more time alone together. I don't know what it is, but find those things. You know, uh, here at Richard Relationship, the thing we talk about the most with couples is communication. Uh, it is not unusual that we get couples who are really jammed about up about communication because communication breakdowns happen on a number of levels. What are those levels? Well, first of all, we all know that men are from Mars and women are from Venus and that men speak one language and women speak another. So there's the language of men and the language of women. There's also our cultural and family backgrounds. Those things can get in, a, in the way. There's our differing needs and desires. Those things can get in the way. But the big problem is when we wrap all those things together, he or she can say one thing and you might hear something different than what they mean. And so one of the things that I do with newlyweds or with um, people who want to get married is we help them to develop ways of communicating so that they don't get jammed up on that and they can find out what differences they really have because it's the creative resolution of difference that makes relationships juicy that opens up new possibility it's the space where creativity happens now last of all uh you as you're creating these experiences as you're opening up these communication channels as you're having regular dates and working on your physical intimacy develop a way to remember your shared journey together whether that's a physical photo album or whether it's online images or videos, find ways to hold on to the things that are important. It might be letters. Here in this office, you can see I've got pictures behind me of my family. Um, that's all over the room actually are images of my marriage and my children. That's a way that that helps keep that alive for me. We all have our own ways to do it, but remembering where you came from and what you've moved through together and the victories that you had, how you've made it through the valleys to get to the mountaintops and what it was like on the mountaintops is going to help you when you're in the valley the next time and you will inevitably be in the valley another time. You know, the key thing in deepening connection is really about vulnerability. Um, I truly admire Brene Brown's work on vulnerability. You know, if she has opened up so many doors for us all, and Brene Brown basically states that love occurs in vulnerability. And then there are the things that get in the way of vulnerability, uh, which are basically old emotions and limiting beliefs. And Brene talks particularly about shame. You know, so I just, I want to talk about 
if you're finding that you're having trouble being vulnerable in the relationship, it's probably not just stuff that's happening in the relationship that's getting in the way. There might be some old shame from your childhood or from earlier in your life that's coming up and, and that the relationship is triggering. You know, very often we pick partners who are perfect for helping us to heal the areas in our lives that most need healing. It's that thing of uh, we pick our partners so that we can become our best selves. Well, the road to becoming our best selves means going through the valley of un incomplete emotion and limiting beliefs or, or unhealed wounds. And we pick these partners because they're perfect for that. And it's not unusual for me to get couples who are triggering each other's deepest pain points in the kind of misunderstandings, miscommunications, fights that they're having. And so part of this journey is going to be identifying if there's shame, what's that shame about, and talking about it in a caring way, revealing those sides of ourselves, revealing the things that are getting in the way. Part of the journey might be doing work with a professional around uh, mental and emotional release, for example, which is a technique for helping release old emotion and baggage that's getting in the way of relationships. Uh, it's actually an amazing technique in which you can learn from the emotions of the past without having to relive them intensely. It's kind of the opposite of primal screen therapy. You know, uh, primal screen therapy was all the rage in the 80s, and it was a way where people could intensely have their feelings, and there was a relief that came with releasing those bottled-up feelings. But very often, it didn't completely release the feeling. It released the bottled-up part. And so people would be doing this primal screen therapy again and again and again, never actually resolving the problem. And mental and emotional release is the answer to that. It's uh, a process in which the unconscious mind travels back in time and is able to learn from the situations that it didn't learn from. And basically, unresolved emotion is about learnings that we haven't completely absorbed. And through the mental and emotional release process, we learn, absorb, and release those emotions so that there's new vulnerability and new opportunity. Um, some of the ways that shame shows up, according to Brene Brown, is in women, it can show up as perfectionism. And that perfectionism is a plague both for the wife and for the husband, right? Because the woman starts holding the husband to a super high standard. And of course, internally, she's holding herself to a super high standard. And in men, it can show up in two ways. It can, at least in Brene's studies, it shows up either as rage that's coming out constantly and is very damaging and scary. Uh, we might call that emotional abuse even. Or it might show up if they're very controlled, uh, quiet, non-emotional, right? So it, shame for men can show up as shut down or overly angry. Most people have some level of shame, not everyone. Most people have some level of shame. And talking about it, releasing it, and moving through it is part of our individual healing and part of the purpose of the relationship. The relationship is bringing these qualities up and giving us the opportunity to release it. And sometimes we need outside help to do that. And that's what the emotional, mental and emotional release technique was created for is to help with that. You know, it's important. Bray emphasizes the idea of daring greatly in relationship. And that means taking risks. And taking a risk means talking about our shame talking about what is it that we haven't told anyone else. And to be clear, the concept of shame means that we've done something or something has happened that makes us feel 
as if we are broken or inadequate or incomplete or not enough, um, as opposed to guilt, where we feel like we've done something that's not entirely within our scope of our ethics. And so the idea of daring greatly is to expose this inner defect that we've been hiding from ourselves and so many others to our partner. It is the deepest form of intimacy you can have is to share this and be vulnerable and be courageous with our partners. And really the mature romance is about this journey right here that I'm talking about. It's the journey of exploring where have we been limiting ourselves with our own emotions and our own beliefs? How can our partner hold us to that image of our best self? And how can we in that relationship and perhaps with outside help move towards that best self by releasing these li emotional limitations that we've put on ourselves through unresolved hurts or unresolved limiting beliefs? And that's like the whole game right there. Like we're on this planet to become our best, most effective selves, to be people who feel fulfilled and fulfillment lies in the contributions that we make to ourselves as individuals, to our family, and to the wider society. When we are hitting all of those areas, we feel purposeful and complete as human beings and as partners. And a loving partnership is about supporting and growing one another so that we are best most effective, most fulfilled, most joyful, most resilient selves. Like, who wouldn't want a piece of that? I mean, come on. Who wouldn't want a piece of that? All right. So just to sum it up, jumping off from that last episode that we did, which was all about passion and falling in love and the benefits of that and moving into a more mature relationship. We've talked about how to keep the physical intimacy alive. We've talked about how to continuously court our partners We've talked about how to have adventures together, how to keep those communication channels open, uh, how to keep memories in place so that when we are in the valleys and we know that we've been here before and we can make it to the mountain together again. And we talked about in particular how shame and vulnerability and working through shame, working through guilt, working through old hurts together is how we support each other in becoming our best selves, the best self that we recognize in that in love phase. The in love phase sets the stage for mature romance, for a loving partnership. And stay tuned because in our next episode, we're going to be talking all about how to move from this mature romance to the next level in our relationship. The next episode is going to be about preparing for the next phase in the relationship. It sounds like mature romance, that would be the ending, right? But when we're living in that space of mature romance, there's a next phase. And we're going to talk about how to get there, what that next phase is, and what that thing is that we need to look forward to once we have this rhythm of valleys and hills together. Um, as always, I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, please share this with your friends. Please comment. You know, we love to get feedback on the show. You know, if there's stuff that you want to learn about relationships, let us know because we're here to nurture and feed your marriage. We're here to nurture and feed your partnership. If you're divorced and you're parenting, we're here to nurture and feed your parenting partnership. We're here to help you basically get in touch with your inner sense of divinity, whatever that means for you. Thank you again and have a great day.